This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Enchanted Island of You by L. Frank Baum. Read by Ted DeLorme in Fort Mill, South Carolina, November 2006. Chapter 16 The Rebellion of the High Kai. The bold speech of Nurls made the two damsels laugh at the same time, and their sweet laughter sounded like rippling strains of harmonious music. But the two Kai-Kai frowned angrily, and the two Kai looked at the boy in surprise, as if wondering at his temerity. "'Who are these strangers?' asked the pretty Hai-Kai, speaking together as all the twins of Twy did. "'And why are they not mates, but only half of each other?' "'These questions, your supreme honesses,' said the blonde-haired pair of Kai-Kai, we are unable to answer. Perhaps, then, the strangers can answer themselves, said the little maid, smiling first upon the Kai-Kai and then upon the prisoners. Prince Marvel bowed. I am from the great outside world, said he, and my name is Prince Marvel. Until now I have never seen people that live in pairs, and speak in unison, and act in the same way, and think the same thoughts. My world is much bigger than your world, and in it every person is proud to think and act for himself. You say that I am only a half, but that is not so. I am perfect without a counterpart." My friend Nerl is perfect without a counterpart, and it is yourselves who are halved, for in the land of Twy no person is complete or perfect without its other half, and it seems to take two of you to make one man, or one maid. The sweet faces of the twin Haikai grew thoughtful at this speech, and they said, Indeed, it may be you are right. But it is our custom in Twy to do everything double, and to live double. And then, turning to the Kai, they asked, Why have you brought these strangers here? To ask your highnesses to permit them to return again to the world from whence they came, answered the Kai, both of them regarding their supreme rulers earnestly. But here the Kai Kai spoke up quickly in their mild voices, saying, Oh, that is not our idea, your highness. We, the Kai Kai of Twy, think it is best a stranger shall be put to death, and we pray your supreme highnesses to favour our wish. The two little maids looked from the Kai to the Kai Kai, and frowned and pouted their rosy lips in evident perplexity. But Nurl whispered to Prince Marvel, It's all up with us. I know very well why her royal doublets always favors the Kai-Kai. It is because they are young and handsome, while the Kai are old and ugly. Both of her will condemn us to death. You see if she don't. This seemed somewhat mixed, but Nurl was in earnest, and Prince Marvel, who had not forgotten his fairy lore, began to weave a silent spell over the head of the nearest twin Kai. 
but just as it was completed, and before he had time to work the spell on the other twin, the Kai Kai grew impatient and exclaimed, "'Away beg your harnesses not to keep us waiting. Let us have your decision at once.' And the twin maidens raised their fair heads and replied, but the reply was of such a nature that both the old Kai and both the young Kai Kai staggered backwards in amazement, for one of the twin High Kai said, They shall die, and the other twin High Kai said at the same instant, They shall not die. Had twin thunderbolts fallen through the twin roofs of the twin palaces and struck the twin Kai and the twin Kai Kai upon their twin heads, it would have created no more stupendous a sensation than did this remark. Never before had any two halves of a twin of the land of Twi thought differently or spoken differently. Indeed, it startled the two maidens themselves as much as it did their hearers, for each one turned her head toward the other and, for the first time in her life, looked into the other's face. This act was fully as strange as their speech, and a sudden horrible thought came into the startled heads of the twin Kai and the twin Kai Kai. The high Kai of Twi was no longer one but two, and these two were thinking and acting, each independent of the other. It is no wonder the shock rendered them speechless for a time, and they stood swaying their four bodies with their eight eyes bulging out like those of fishes, and their four mouths wide open, as if the two pairs had become one quartet. The faces of the two maids flushed as they gazed upon each other. "'How dare you contradict me?' asked one. "'How dare you contradict me?' demanded the other. And not only were these questions asked separately, but the accent on the words was different, and their twin minds seemed to get farther apart every moment. "'I'm the High Kai of Twi,' said one. "'You're not. I'm the High Kai,' retorted the other. "'The stranger shall die,' snapped one. "'They shall live!' cried the other. "'My will is supreme!' "'It's not my will is supreme!' returned the other twin. The bald heads of the ancient Kai were bobbing in amazement, first to one maid and then toward the other. The blonde hairs of the two Kai Kai were standing almost on end, and their eyes stared straight before them as if stupefied with astonishment. Nurl was bellowing with rude laughter, and holding his sides to keep from getting a stitch in them, while Prince Marvel stood quietly attentive and smiling with genuine amusement, for he alone understood what had happened to separate the twin High Kai. The girls did not seem to know how to act under their altered conditions. After a time one of them said, "'We will leave our dispute to be settled by the Kai and the Kai Kai.' "'Very well,' agreed the other. "'Then I say your half is right,' declared the Kai Kai, both their right forefingers pointing to the maiden, who had condemned the strangers to death. "'And I decide that your half is right,' exclaimed the Kai, both their trembling forefingers pointing to the maiden, who had said the strangers should live. "'Well,' said one girl. "'Well,' said the other, 
the powers of the kai and the kai kai are equal said the first we are no nearer a settlement of our dispute than we were before my dear young ladies said prince marvel politely i beg you will take time to think the matter over and see if you cannot come to an agreement we are in no hurry very well decided the twins speaking both together this time we command you all to remain in the palace until we have settled our own strange dispute the servants will care for you and when we are ready to announce our decision we shall again send for you everyone bowed at this command and retired from the room but nerle looked over his shoulder as he went through the doorway and saw that the two high kai had turned in their seats and were facing each other and that both their faces wore angry and determined expressions End chapter sixteen chapter seventeen the separation of the high kai for nearly a week prince marvel and nerle remained confined to the palace and gardens of the high kai together with the twin kai who seemed to be friendly to them they occupied one of the twin palaces while the kai kai secluded themselves in the other the pretty high kai maidens they did not see at all nor did they know what part of the palaces they occupied not being permitted to wander away from the rooms allotted to them except to walk in the garden there was no way for them to escape had they felt inclined to for the silver steps had disappeared from the garden walks they sometimes caught sight of the solemn heads of the handsome kai kai looking at them through the twin windows of the other palace and although the expression of their faces was always mild and gentle, Nerle and Marvel well knew the Kai Kai were only waiting in the hope of having them killed. "'Are you nervous about the decision of the pretty High Kai?' asked Nerle one day. "'No, indeed,' said the prince, laughing, "'for I do not expect them to kill me in any event.' "'If I felt as sure of my safety,' returned the boy, "'it would destroy all my pleasure.' These are really happy days for me. Every moment I expect to see the executioner arrive with his axe. The executioner is double, said the two old Kai, breaking into the conversation. You should say you expect to see the executioners arrive with their axes. Then how will they cut off my head with two axes? For I suppose they will both chop at the same time, and I have but one neck." wait and see answered the two kai sighing deeply and rubbing their red noses thoughtfully oh i'll wait answered the boy but as for seeing them cut off my head i refuse for i intend to shut my eyes so they sat in their rooms or walked in the gardens yawning and waiting until one day just as the two clocks on the wall were striking twenty-four o'clock the door opened and to their surprise one of the high kai twins walked in upon them she was as sweet and fair to look upon as when she occupied one of the beautiful thrones but at first no one could tell which of the high kai she was their friend or their enemy even the kai were puzzled and anxious until the girl said my other half and i have completely separated for we have agreed to disagree for all time and she has gone to ask the kai kai to assist her 
for war is declared between us, and hereafter her color is to be the green and mine the yellow, and we intend to fight until one of us conquers and overthrows the other. This announcement was interesting to Marvel and Nurl, but greatly shocked the aged Kai, who asked, "'What is to become of our kingdom? Half of a high Kai cannot rule it. It is against the law.' "'I will make my own laws when I have won the fight,' returned the girl, with a lovely smile. "'So do not let that bother you. And now tell me, will you help me to fight my battles?' "'Willingly!' exclaimed Nurl and Prince Marvel, almost as if they had been twins of Twy. And the Kai rubbed their bald heads a moment, and then sneezed together and wiped their eyes on faded yellow handkerchiefs, and finally declared they would stick to her supreme highness through thick and thin. "'Then go over the wall to the cities at once, and get together all the soldiers to fight for me and my cause,' commanded the girl." The twin Kai at once left the room, and the High Kai sat down and began to ask questions of Prince Marvel and Nurl about the big outside world from whence they came. Nurl was rather shy and bashful before the dainty little maiden, whose yellow robe contrasted delightfully with her pink cheeks and blue eyes and brown flowing locks. But Prince Marvel did not mind girls at all, so he talked with her freely, and she in return allowed him to examine the pretty gold crown she wore upon her brow. By and by the Kai came back with both faces sad and gloomy. "'Your Highness,' they announced, "'we have bad news for you. The other High Kai, who is wearing a green gown, has been more prompt in action than yourself.' She and the Kai-Kai have secured the silver steps, and will allow no others to use them, and already they have sent for the soldiers of the royal armies to come and aid them, so we are unable to leave the garden, and presently the army will be here to destroy us. Then the girl showed her good courage, for she laughed and said, Then we must remain here and fight to the last. And if I am unable to save you, who are my friends, it will be because I cannot save myself. This speech pleased Prince Marvel greatly. He kissed the little maid's hand respectfully and said, Fear nothing, your highness. My friend and I are not so helpless as you think. We consider it our privilege to protect and save you, instead of your saving us. And we are really able to do this in spite of the other Haikai and her entire army. So they remained quietly in the palace the rest of that day, and no one molested them in the least. In the evening the girl played and sang for them, and the ancient pair of Kai danced a double shuffle for their amusement that nearly convulsed them with laughter, for one danced exactly like the other, and the old men's legs were still very nimble although their wrinkled faces remained anxiously grave throughout their antics. Nurl also sang a song about the King of Thieves whom Prince Marvel had conquered, and another about the Red Rogue of Donna, so that altogether the evening passed pleasantly enough, and they managed to forget all their uneasy doubts of the morrow. When at last they separated for the night, Prince Marvel alone did not seek his bed, for there was still some business he wished to transact. 
so he shut himself up in his room, and summoned before him by means of his fairy knowledge the prince of the Nooks, the king of the Rills, and the governor of the Goblins. These were all three his especial friends, and he soon told them the story of the quarrel and separation of the twin High Kai, and claimed their assistance. Then he told them how they might aid him, and afterward dismissed them. Having thus accomplished his task, the fairy prince went to bed, and slept peacefully the remainder of the night. The next morning the blonde Kai Kai and all the army of Twi, which had been won to their cause, came climbing up the silver steps and over the wall to the palace of the green High Kai. But what was their amazement to find the twin palaces separated by a wall, so high that no ladders nor steps they possessed could reach to the top. It had been built in a single night, and only Prince Marvel and his fairy friends knew how the work had been done so quickly. The yellow High Kai, coming downstairs to breakfast with her friends, found herself securely shut in from her enemies, and the bald-headed old Kai was so pleased to escape that they danced another jig from pure joy. Over the wall could be heard the shouts and threats of the army of Twi, who were seeking a way to get at the fugitives. But for the present our friends knew themselves to be perfectly safe, and they could afford to laugh at the fury of the entire population of Twi. End chapter 17 The story will continue on the next file.